Christ is risen. Christos voskrese. Christos aneste. Yeah, it's so excited. I think I used up all my energy and my blood sugar is dropping. Me and Joey, we're both feeling it, but what a worthy cause. Last night, we talked about hearing some astonishing news. Last night, we witnessed the empty tomb. We thought it all had been lost. It all came unraveled. Everything we hoped for was gone. We went home, some of us to Emmaus. And there Jesus, a man caught up with him. We didn't know it was Jesus. Started talking to us. And he revealed himself to us in the breaking of the bread. And we ran back in haste. In the gospel last night, this is a portion of what we heard. After the Sabbath, as it began to dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. Behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came to roll away the stone from the door, and the angel sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. Out of fear, the Guards were shaken and became as dead. The angel told the woman, Do not be afraid. I know that you seek Jesus who has been crucified. He is not here. He is risen, just as he said. Come see the place where the Lord is lain, where the Lord was lain. Go quickly and tell the disciples. He is risen from the dead, and behold, he goes before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, this is my message. For you. They departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to report it to his disciples. With fear and great joy. I was so filled with excitement for this Pascha and the great Holy Week that we've experienced and all the things we've heard and participated in. And then to experience last night of our Lord rising from the tomb and now in sits enthroned. I went to bed exhausted but woke up wide awake at 4 o'clock in the morning. I was filled with energy and I'm thinking to myself, what am I going to do with this energy? When I was a young boy... God bless my parents. I was one of those boys with high energy. I had to expend it somehow. But as I got older, the way I expended is not the way it was. I wish I had some of that back, but it's gone. So we hear the astonishing news that Jesus is risen from the dead. As I shared last night, our perspective of the Christian faith is always from the empty tomb, not from the cross. Because the cross without an empty tomb does not bring about our salvation. We must have the empty tomb. Christ must rise again. And he did. And St. Paul would mention that in his letter to the Corinthians. 
If Christ is not risen, then our preaching and our faith is in vain. But he said, but he did rise and became the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. So we have this notion of Christ now amongst the apostles, teaching them some final things, revealing to them all that he commanded them, talking to them, telling them about this, opening their minds to scriptures like he did to Luke and Cleopas. And they recognized him in the breaking of the bread. As we've gone through this Holy Week and heard all the prayers, including this morning, we can see all of it encapsulated in the creed, if you will. We read that last night. We'll read it again this morning, and we will profess it. The very monument of our faith is predicated that, on, that God became man, that man might become God. That the Word of God took flesh and dwelt among us. That He died and rose again to give us new life. The question is, as a young boy would have been, what do I do with this knowledge? What do I do with this information? I don't want to leave it today. Because the joy of what we're celebrating now will linger for a day or two it is because of our fatigue and exhaustion, but eventually we'll go back to our daily lives and forget that Lent even happened. Forget about Holy Week. I don't want to do that. I want to live in this moment all the time. How do I do it? How does the church give me an avenue by which I can live this out? Christ already knew that. Already thought about that. He said, I won't leave you orphaned. All that we have celebrated, Christ's passion, His wounds, as I said on Good Friday, the nail marks, the lashes, the piercings, all are part of Him. And He came to give Himself for us as the bread of life. It is by receiving our Lord's body and blood that we participate in Him. And when we participate in Him, when we commune with Him, we commune with everything about Him. Every time we partake of His body and precious blood, we are participating in this event. We are participating in the passion, in the resurrection. Whenever I receive His body and blood, I'm there on the mount where He gave a great sermon. I'm there at His birth. I'm there at His ascension. He's with me always. And so the church has given this through Jesus' command so that we can participate in this Paschal mystery every time we receive the Eucharist. We say Sundays are little Paschas, and they are. But every time we celebrate the Eucharist, it's a participation in His death and resurrection. He said, do this in memory of me. 
So we can take this joyous energy and find its fulfillment, its completion in the Eucharist. The empty tomb is there. It's what says the Eucharist is His body and blood. It's proof. And that's what we're celebrating. I leave you with a prayer, the Ambon prayer that we take on Holy Saturday evening. We did not take it this Saturday because in the booklets we have, they already picked an Ambon prayer. Not the one I would have picked, but it was a nice one. But there's three options, and the one I read to, want to read to you is option two. Today we have seen our Lord Jesus Christ offered upon the holy altar. Today we have received the burning coal, whose foreshadowing the cherubim praised in song. Today we have heard the loud and sweet voice saying, This body burns away the thorns of sin and enlightens the soul of all. Remember, this prayer is taken after we've received communion, but it's good to hear it now. The woman with the hemorrhage touched his body and was healed of her suffering. The Canaanite daughter saw this body and received healing. The adulterous woman approached this body with her whole soul and was freed from the filth of sin. Thomas touched and cried out, My Lord and my God. This body is our great and sublime salvation. Beloved, we have drunk the holy and immortal blood. Beloved, we have drunk the blood flowing from the side of Christ. It cures all sickness and frees our souls. We have drunk the blood by which we have been redeemed and ransomed and given knowledge and enlightenment. Brothers and sisters, behold the kind of body we have eaten. Children, behold the kind of blood we have drunk. Behold what kind of vows we make to God that we may not be disgraced on the fearful day of retribution. Who can give enough glory to the mystery of your grace? May we be made worthy to receive the gift. May we keep it to the end that we may be made worthy to hear the blessed and sweet and holy voice of him who said, Come, blessed of my Father, receive the inheritance of the kingdom of heaven prepared for you. Then those who crucified the Lord will fear with those who did not believe in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and who denied and did not confess the Holy Trinity in one Godhead. Beloved, let us, however, celebrate well the baptism of Christ and His holy and life-giving resurrection, which is the salvation of the world and the goal of us all. To the grace and love of mankind of our Lord Jesus Christ, to Him is due our glory, honor, and worship, and to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, now and ever and forever. Amen. Christ is risen, and we are saved. Before we go to the dismissal and downstairs, I want to thank everybody for making this just such a spectacular uh, Paschal season. We're going to goes on for a while, but Holy Week and uh, our attendance, we are during Holy Week and, and a lot of the services of the Great Fast, 
were above the pre-COVID days. It's just this day we didn't have 200 people in here. But it looks like it's okay because there's room to breathe and it's not so hot. So God is blessing us. He's blessing us with his grace. And the thing that makes me so happy is that we're responding to that grace. And we're partaking in the gifts that he has given us. So I want to thank the cantors who have for saying for hours and hours and hours this past week and all of the great Lent. And uh, I want to thank those who have cleaned and those who have baked. I want to thank uh, Sean for, Doyle for setting up all the live streaming. It's touched a lot of people who can't get out of their homes. It's amazing how many people still can't do that uh, because of health issues. So it's been a blessing to them. I want to thank those who cleaned and decorated. And Oh my gosh, the list goes on and on. But just thank you so much for your love for your love of God, the love that you have shown me, even with all my foibles and my, my fumblings. Oh, man, just, I am so blessed. Have a wonderful, wonderful day this afternoon and, and all week. I pray you can come tomorrow night uh, for that old, old procession around, God willing, around the church where we proclaim the gospel to the four corners of the world. It's the oldest procession. After the dismissal, we will anoint and we have red eggs, sign of the resurrection to give out to everybody, and then we will go downstairs and bless your Paschal baskets. Christ is risen. Indeed, he is risen. Christos vos crece. Christos en este. Christos en este.